Welcome to the Creating from the Inside Out, Embracing and Empowering Our Unique and Creative Selves podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I talk about what it means to embrace our unique and creative selves, how we can do it, how I've learned that by embracing our creative selves and our own uniqueness, we can empower all of us. As part of this, I share how my path of embracing my unique and creative self has changed over the years, how it worked when I first started doing it, what it looks like today, and how I'm learning to do it more and more every day in the midst of the ups and downs of daily life and all that's going on in the world. And in this podcast, I share how by embracing and empowering my unique and creative self, my work, my art, and ultimately my life has changed for the better. And yours can too. So join me as we go on this journey of embracing and empowering our unique and creative selves together. Welcome back to the Creating from the Inside Out podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about getting off the what you believe is what you receive wheel. So let's dive right into this. What is a wheel? A wheel is something that is a circle. It spins around and around. And um, we do know that wheels can, you know, kind of can move you forward. Um as we've seen in cars and trucks and wagons and all of that. But when I'm talking about a wheel in this case, in my mind, I want you to picture like the wheel of um, one of those stationary wheels like uh, that mice use. As a matter of fact, I have two pet mice and I have two of them and they love them. And I've, I've talked about them several times I've talked about the mice, I've talked about the wheels. Um, and there's a reason for that, but I'm talking about a stationary wheel, a wheel that it seems like you're going somewhere, um, because you're moving and because it may seem like something's happening and yet you're just going in circles around and around and around and you're not getting anywhere. And This is uh, what I want to talk about is that kind of that image or that visual, if you can kind of hold it in your mind, combined with the idea um, of what you believe is what you receive. Now, I have been through this, oh, so many times. so many times and I've struggled with it um, because I've learned a lot about, you know, my beliefs and how my beliefs have informed what, um, what I've experienced and, and uh, how my beliefs haven't served me and, you know, 
a lot of stuff. I, I started experimenting with this stuff in my, in my own life as a child, you know, seeing, well, why isn't something working and, and what is going on and looking for answers and starting to question and all of that stuff. And, you know, I was a very curious kid and, and things just didn't make sense to me. So I started doing that. And then kind of in a, so I was always like a personal development junkie and a um, read every self-help book, you know, that I could get my hands on as a kid and as a young adult and, and all of that. Um, and then it, you know, was business books and all kinds of stuff. Um, and then in my um, late 20s, it was about, you know, kind of understanding the role that energy and our energy was playing, um, knowing that there were things kind of beneath the surface that are not so obvious that seemed to be affecting what was going on. And of course, this was in the early 2000s. So there wasn't <clears throat> as much of a more mainstream understanding of energy and, and consciousness and all that. There was certainly a new age community and, and metaphysical community. Um, but I had tiptoed lightly in it and then I went full force into it. And um, as part of going in that journey, on that journey and really diving in, I did this like really intensive study of energy and understanding energy and understanding how we can tune into our own energy and flow our own energy, not in the way that I know now, but in the way that I was ready to hear back then, because I was in a very different energetic place. Um, but I started studying all of that and intensely um, utilizing other people's knowledge and um, experiences uh, that I was called to embrace and um, learn from until they, you know, kind of no longer resonated with me or I felt like I was ready to move on. Um, and as part of that, I did um, studies in shamanism. I became a shamanic practitioner, um, energy medicine, energy medicine. I became a clinical hypnotherapist. I worked with clients, um, applying all of those tools, transpersonal psychology, certain principles of Buddhism and, um, other kind of Eastern religions and all kinds of things. Um, and during that period, one of the, one of the things was this idea that, you know, you can have certain, um, certain beliefs in you that, um, you know, you can come to the awareness of they're not serving you. And um, they're, you know, limiting you. Um, and, you know, in later years, this started to be called a more similar version of it, 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 I noticed, is people were calling it shadow work and <clears throat> all kinds of things. And I don't know if there's a direct correlation because a lot of people use a lot of words and they mean a lot of different things from it. But 
basically I did a deep dive of, um, as part of a bunch of programs and my own ongoing searching, um, really experimenting, really like tuning in and listening to a bunch of things. And, um, and they help informed me, inform me about what I'm speaking of today. But really, I feel like the biggest thing I want to share today is where I'm at now with this idea that what you believe is what you receive. Because I've tested this and I've experienced this, that if you believe a certain thing, then that shapes the experience of what you have happen um, in the world. And there's a lot, there's a lot talked about in the world of law of attraction, which I'm not gonna get into in this particular episode, because that's its own topic, um, where I resonated with certain um, beliefs related to what I thought were true about the law of attraction and what I came to understand were not true for me and um, where they had really kind of misled me or confused me for a long time. Um, But I'm not really going to go into that today. That's a topic for another episode. But I want to talk about, because law of attraction kind of thinking is kind of a little bit related to this, this idea that what you believe is what you receive. And this can become a wheel, like a stationary wheel in which you feel like you are just circling around and you can't get off of it. I certainly have had that experience where I'm like, okay, I know I have these beliefs about fill in the blank because I've had a lot of beliefs about a lot of things that weren't serving me. Beliefs about money, beliefs about my body, beliefs about me and my worthiness, beliefs about, you know, um, lack, beliefs I didn't even know that I was believing that I've come to see were kind of kind of driving me, um, kind of taking the wheel and I didn't even know it because they're beliefs that I had taken on without even my awareness. And, um, and that's kind of connected to what I want to talk about, which is that what you believe, what you find to be true is then something that you can experience. And this has to do a lot with expectations and um, our own expectations. And uh, it's, it's like all these beliefs come in. And it's interesting because, you know, I, in my first podcast, Creating from the Inside Out, um, which initially was related to um, talking about the teachings of Abraham Hicks that I was resonating with. Um, Abraham Hicks uh, is the name that a woman named Esther Hicks gives to uh, what she calls the non-physical consciousness that she tunes into. And 
Um, I'm not going to get into my understanding of all that and what that all is because I have a very different view than I used to have about it. But getting back to expectations, I actually did a podcast episode with my first podcast, which was initially focused on um, the teachings, my, what I was getting from my own inner guidance and my own life experiences of applying the principles that I was hearing Esther Hicks talk about through Abraham Hicks. Um, and one of them was, I did an episode on expectations. And I, I talked a lot about like these little experiments that I would do. And I, I did an episode talking about my hair. <laughs> it seems so silly, but I find that like, you know, little life experiences can be so helpful in illustrating things that I've learned because it's actually kind of how my guidance shows me things like, oh, look at that experience. And what did you learn about that? And, and, and then I share that with other people. And I find that that's um, a very helpful way versus just some big concept that you feel like, what do you do with this? Um, so I was talking about my hair. I was talking about I had gone to um, this salon and I kept you know, I kept, um, I kept not liking, I think it was like something related to my bangs. I kept going to this salon and somehow like, somehow thinking that like I would walk away and I wouldn't like the, I would like my hair, but there are certain things I think I didn't like about it, I think related to my bangs. And somehow I didn't have, like it's like I I believe that I couldn't find another stylist um, that I would like, because it was hard to, I had experienced, you know, finding a stylist to be hard. And this was like, I changed a bunch of people and, and, um, from people that I didn't like as much to this person that I liked more, but I still was having this experience where, um, I liked what she did with my hair, but I think there was something with the, the bangs that I didn't like. It was a long, you know, this was like 2018. So I'm not remembering the details of the episode, but in the episode, what it was is, I was talking about how I had these expectations and um, I had these expectations of what was going to happen with my hair. And then that is what I would experience. I would experience just that. Like, I'm not going to get the, you know, the bangs that I want. And I would always kind of come out of these appointments feeling like, you know, I'd gotten this really great haircut because we'd been chatting and whatever. And then I'd like notice that my bangs weren't quite the way that I wanted them. But by the time I noticed, it was like I was already out of the salon. I was already done. I'd already tipped her. And then I would kind of forget about that when I would go back to get my next haircut until I became aware of it. I became aware that I had this expectation about my bangs that I didn't even realize I had been kind of having. And therefore that meant I kept getting the same bang issue. And so it was like my expectations 
led to the result of an experience. And it just kind of kept playing over and over and over again. And really what it had to do with was kind of like a belief, like a belief that, well, I am not going to remember to tell her. Um, I can't find another stylist uh, in this very competitive stylist market um, in the San Francisco Bay Area, or I don't want to pay more money, or I don't want to have to travel further, or, you know, all of these different things that I had as beliefs that made me feel like I had to keep accepting and receiving this experience that wasn't serving me, which was these bangs that I didn't like as much as I I wanted to. And so I kind of kept going on this wheel, like circling and circling and circling until I became aware of that. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. And so then I went into the salon the next time and I held that knowing and I held that awareness and I practiced the idea that it could be different. And then I had this wonderful experience where for the first time, I actually was able to kind of remember to tell my stylist, hey, let's not do it like that. Like I didn't get distracted by her stories and I didn't get kind of like pulled into the massage and forget about my bangs. And, you know, I kind of listened to myself and and remembered um, that I didn't like or love. It's not that I hated, but I didn't love my bangs the way I wanted to. And that I could do something about it. I could tell her and I could remember to tell her and that she would listen. And that's what I did. And I had this experience and I talked about this on my old podcast. It was this great illustration of what our expectations can can do when we expect a certain thing, um, then we can get that thing. And that's great if what we're expecting is something that serves us. But if it's we're expecting something that isn't serving us um, or isn't what I want then or what we want, then that's not really beneficial, right? So the idea is that what you believe is what you receive, right? Because if you believe something, then you have expectations of it and then that's what you experience. And um, the reason I mentioned the law of attraction and, and Abraham Hicks and all of that is because where I was at that point was buying into certain principles of the law of attraction that I've since have had new awarenesses of that I don't agree with. Um, but that was the filter of how I looked at that back then. But I look at things differently now um, based on new awarenesses and experiences that I've had based on new consciousness, which is awakeningness, awareness of things um, and me questioning, you know, is something empowering me, empowering me and serving me or is it not? Um, And this idea that what we believe is what we receive is so key because so once I started to really realize and and like I said this goes this goes back um even to when I was a kid I would do this um I didn't really understand I was formally doing it but I was trying to do it was 
you know, reading all the self-help books, reading all the personal development books, because I wasn't, I wasn't taught how to empower myself as a kid. A lot of us aren't. Um, but I especially was not. Um, and there was a lot of disempowerment of myself. And so I turned to other things, other solutions, um, as well as tuning into myself, but I didn't really know how to do it as much as I do now. It's been an ongoing journey, which I talk a lot about. Um, but what I started to do was to look at how I could have a belief. And, um, and this is also the work that I did with clients in the 2000s, where I worked with clients on, you know, if they had a presenting problems or an issue like a health issue or a emotional issue or or career thing or work thing or a, some kind of a block or limitation or whatever to you know bring awareness to it um and then how could that awareness bring insight um to then allow them to change it um but this is where this is where I feel like this this kind of like wheel comes in where you can just be I feel like you're just this mouse on a wheel where you you are aware that you have this belief you know it's not serving you you know you want it to be different but it can be like like the logical thing would be okay well I have this belief that um I don't experience money or I don't get good bangs you know um so so I'll just change it I'll just change that belief and and then I will practice that and then that is what I will experience. Um, and sometimes that can work. Um, sometimes that can work. Uh, but what I found is a lot of times you can still kind of be on this wheel where you're circling and circling and circling where you're not really getting anywhere with that. And it's confusing because you feel like, well, I'm practicing this other belief. So why is this other belief not just being installed, right? Like it's almost like a program, like what I talked about, like um, in previous episodes, like where, you know, you have this like old program, this old version, and you want to update it with this new version. So why is it, why is it, I've got the old version. I'm ready to, you know, I see it. I'm ready to boot it out. Um, I don't want to use it anymore. I don't want it anymore. And I've got this new program, this new belief, this new thing that I do want to practice and I want to live and I want to experience. And so I'm kind of like installing it by focusing on it and practicing it and um, thinking about it. And yet, why isn't it taking hold? Why isn't it installing? And I've spent a lot of time in situations where it's like I would keep installing it and it wasn't getting me anywhere. Now, 
um, one of the things that I found to be really um, not so helpful and actually really downright disempowering is the idea that um, if something doesn't feel good, avoid it. And if something doesn't feel good, leave it. And then it'll just all kind of like work out on its own. Um, And there are, there are certain times when like letting go and walking away and trusting yourself and just letting your energy sit is, is what is key. Um, And I talk about those things, but a lot of people have come to believe like that you allow yourself to just be in this state of not, um, not letting yourself see what you keep re-experiencing. And the thing is, if it's not serving you and you're not seeing it, you're not allowing yourself to become conscious of it. You're not allowing yourself to become aware of it, which means you're keeping yourself in this circle on this wheel over and over and over again. And you can do all the positive thinking in the world. You can do all the, you know, go off and distract yourself and do something else. And yeah, you can feel good on those things and you can get some relief on those things. But what is it doing about this thing? Um, what is it doing about this thing? And it's a tricky thing because um, I also know that like as um, as a creator, as a creative person, one of the one of the early kind of lessons that I had um, that I kind of had was was what I call the shower method which is where you're you're working on something your creativity is flowing your energy is flowing you're feeling really good um and then it's kind of like you kind of reach what feels like a stop or a pause almost like somebody puts a stop sign in front of you um or just stuff just kind of seems to kind of get like like throttled or slowed down or garbled and you can kind of feel like ooh now I used to try to power ahead. I used to try to like power ahead and push through and, you know, like muscle my way through those moments when I was younger. And then I learned, um, this is long before my spiritual journey, um, where I was studying other people's suggestions on energy. I learned that what I call the shower method, which is, um, and I use this a lot in, in like, um, in my career and in my work and in my first technology startup, um, I was a female CEO and founder in the first dot com days, um, and did all the things, raised the money, had it hired a, a team, a management team, created a product, um, all of that. And the, the, the 
idea for that, um, which was a very unique um, and really good uh, concept and idea. Um, So much that it's a long story, but basically for whatever reason, I'm not going to go into the, the, um, the actual business because of my own stuff and what was happening with the dot-com crash. I was not able to raise my next round and I put, I basically put the business, I closed it down. Um, and then we kind of in the San Francisco Bay Area, everybody kind of went into like, it was like really hard times and recession, um, kind of a thing. And, um, but I, but I think it was a few years later that one of my advisors came back to me with one of the founders of PayPal that had, um, they, they wanted to, he had money and he wanted to invest in ideas that had just kind of suffered from timing issues, um, but that were really good business ideas. And, and so I had a meeting with him and I ended up just, I was on to other things. I didn't want to, um, pursue that anymore, but my point is this idea that I was, um, that I had for, that I was, had worked on for my startup, um, that I was the CEO and founder from came from this kind of like shower method. And, um, and it was really good. It was really good. As a matter of fact, a number of businesses later went on to kind of do this and be very successful. Um, so the shower method is one where it's like, well, you reach this like throttle point or this feeling like where things aren't moving. And I used to try to just push through and, and whatever. And then I would realize I wasn't getting anywhere. And so the shower method was where you learn as a creator, as a creative with your energy flow to kind of just step back. This is where you go take a shower or you go for a drive or you step away. And a lot of artists have learned this about their own work and their own flow that, um, that the pushing ahead doesn't yield the results um, that they want um, because then you kind of get into this like pushing energy against your own flow. And, and so the shower method or the go take a drive method or the go, you know, take a nap or go pet your cat or go have a cup of tea, you know, whatever it is. I like to call it the shower method because I always just found that I would just take a shower and I would just focus on taking a shower. And then the next thing you know, it was like in the shower, like it was like the hiatus from it of just letting myself take the shower and putting my my challenge um, on ice then because I literally learned how to do it. I couldn't fake it. I couldn't be like, I'm going to go take a shower and get the ideas. No, it didn't work like that. I had to actually put my challenge and my whatever it was on ice, like put it on hold, put it on pause, let it be okay, learn to be safe doing this and just go and take a shower just to feel good taking a shower or a drive or sit with my cat or whatever. And what would happen is then the ideas would flow or the energy would flow or the creativity would flow. And and I love the shower. I love calling it the shower method because in the shower method, 
it's almost like the ideas came from the shower, which they didn't. But um, it, it kind of felt like that because I'd get in the shower, I'd just be focused on whatever I was doing. And then the next thing you know, it's like the water's pounding down on me. And like, it was like this new insight, this new perspective, this new thing, this new thing would come. And it was like all these answers to things that I couldn't see before, right? So like, that is really great. And that is kind of a don't hammer kind of don't hammer against yourself kind of a thing. But the thing that is um, key to getting off the wheel of what you believe is what you receive, the shower method is helpful, right? Like if you're experiencing things that you have a belief and then you keep receiving it over and over and over again and you're stepping away and you're just allowing yourself to kind of you know pause and feel good um, or pause and focus on other things um, and then if those things aren't kind of resolving or like solutions, new solutions aren't coming that kind of got to the heart of whatever it is you were focused on. There's a reason for that. And that's what I'm talking about in this episode. There's a reason for that. And what I've found is that there is a conflicting belief that is keeping you on the wheel of circling and getting nowhere, circling and getting nowhere. And it's because there's a conflicting belief, a contradictory belief that is causing you to then still experience the same issue or get more mired or bogged down or whatever. And that is what is the problem. And the thing is, if you just keep going off in the shower and it's not you know, working, or you keep going off and just saying, you know, I'm just going to let this be, um, and going off and saying, um, I am, I'm just going to get off this subject, or I'm just going to focus on feel feeling good, or I'm just going to distract myself, or I'm just going to avoid what is, you know, happening, or I'm just going to ignore this because it doesn't feel good, or I'm just going to fill in the blank. Um, there's, there's, you know, this is a, a bad vibration. Um, and, and, and I know what I hold, this is a premise of law of attraction that I don't agree with um, anymore, but I, I bought into it for a while until I saw in my own life how it wasn't working. But the idea that, oh, if I'm holding this vibration, then I am attracting these other things. Um, I'm the cause of it and I, I just need to change my vibration and then I will experience these other things. Well, it's it's not... I have found that that does not serve me and it's not true for me. Um, and what I've found is that when I am on this wheel of where what I believe is creating what I'm receiving and yet I keep cycling because even though I'm 
trying to practice believing something else, or I'm trying to, you know, um, look at believing something else, there's a reason why that is not just changing what I'm now having. And if I just ignore the whole deal and I just run away and I distract myself and try to feel good, I'm not doing anything about it either. I'm not changing anything and I'm not making any kind of conscious, um, my consciousness, which is my awareness, is not changing because I'm not listening to myself about what I'm experiencing. So this is the tricky thing. So when you're at a moment of a block or feeling like something isn't working, um, and this is why I talk so much about like this idea of empowerment, the way I talk about it now, um, it's like, It's listening to your heart and your feelings. It's listening to your uh, body. It's listening to your soul. It's also listening to your mind and your thoughts. But I always say that with a caveat of whose thoughts and beliefs are they? Are they yours or are they someone else's? But that's kind of in the realm of what I'm talking about right now is that we can be like, okay, well, I had this belief and it was this thought and it isn't serving me. So I'm trying to use this other thing. Why isn't it working? So you kind of think, well, I'm just going to ignore this and go off. And I'm just going to do because like law of attraction says, if I focus on this, that I'm just going to get more of it. And that's going to be bad. So I'm not going to do that. Well, that doesn't I've found that that doesn't serve me. All it does is takes me off on another subject and it doesn't address the situation at hand. The situation of what I was blocked on or what I was stuck on or what um, somewhere in which I wasn't empowering myself. And all it is, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you eat candy, like you're not feeling good. So you eat candy because you're like, well, if I just eat this candy, I'll get some relief. And there is a place for relief. There is a place for um, just having kindness to yourself. And so I talk a lot about that. But ignoring what your own knowing is showing you or your own navigation system, which to me is your heart and your feelings and your your mind and your soul and your body, what is being communicated to you because you don't want to fixate on a problem, um, ignoring what you're seeing is not empowering you either. So what do you do? What do you do? Oh man, boy, have I struggled. I struggled with this. I struggled with this and I I was trying to understand it and I was trying to understand it and I knew that it's tricky because there's this, I know that when I do things that feel good, it does serve me. It's like going, you know, going to the shower when you're stuck as an artist or you're stuck as a creator and just being like, well, I'm going to go take a shower. I'm just going to go feel good. Um, 
you know, or I'm going to go for a drive or I'm going to go have a cup of tea. But yet, what about when that doesn't work? How do you still get off that wheel? How do you still listen to your own guidance that is communicating to you? Well, what I have found is that when this is happening, it is happening because there is some other conflicting belief or sometimes many of them that are all snarled up that um, are really affecting what you're getting, what you're receiving. So um, I experienced this actually when I launched the Connecting Inward program. Um, The Connecting Inward program is this program that I use my, well, it's a method I developed that I use for myself to tune into myself, to listen to myself and, and, um, a lot of things that I still don't even really know how to describe, but I started teaching it. I got the impulse to, to, to try to figure out how to take what I'd learned over 20 years of doing it at that point and start trying to teach it to other people so that they could utilize it. Um, and, and so I was doing that and I was trying to understand like how to teach it. Um, and, and then I got, I got that part really pretty quickly. And then I had a lot of troubles with like my own beliefs and expectations around how to actually deliver it physically in the world um, through a course platform. So I struggled with that for months and months, which had to do a lot of like what I was believing and then what I was receiving and, and really starting to navigate how to move through that, um, how to, how to, um, have these certain beliefs, uh, that I had, uh, about how things had to be hard in, in taking my ideas from the idea stage to the physical execution stage and, and how I like released and like came to new awarenesses that allowed me to actually launch that thing and launched that program. And so I launched the program, I had a bunch of people take it and they were like, oh my God. And the the results and the feedback was really good. Um, because, and it, it didn't surprise me because it was really good for me. I mean, I, I had used it and I had experienced it. And so then there was this point though, where I was like, well, here's this thing that is really, really valuable and um, really useful and cut through a lot of BS. Um, Because if something is BS, I don't do it and I don't share it. I don't, I don't know. I just, I can't do that. When, When I become aware that it's BS and that it's not true, you know, I'm, I'm going to say that it's, it's why I deleted my first podcast creating from the inside out, even though there was so much good stuff in there related to what I was knowing when I started to see some of the stuff about law of attraction and some of the stuff like that I had in my state of awareness at that point saw wasn't serving me related to, um, certain other people's teachings, 
I was like, I don't, I can't in good stead keep this out there. Um, so I deleted a podcast with people all over the world um, that loved it because it wasn't true for me anymore. Um, and so I have this thing where if something isn't working, I'm not going to share it. Um, I'm not going to share something just as clickbait to try to get people, you know, if it doesn't work for me, I'm not sharing it. And when I find out it doesn't work for me any longer, I'm going to talk about why that is and what I've learned since then, because I'm learning too. I'm going through these consciousness changes and awareness changes. And this is what I talk about. And this is what I'm doing. And I'm constantly evolving and I'm constantly growing. And I want to share that with you. Um, and I share that with myself. Um, and so when I was doing the Connecting Inward program, it was this crazy thing because there were a lot of people out there that were sharing things that I had tried and then I was like, oh, this really is kind of like, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was serving people at certain places, but to me, I was like, this isn't flying. Um, so I knew, I knew that, <clears throat> I knew that what I had created was valuable and I knew it had really worked for me. And I knew it had really worked for other people. But there was a certain point where it seemed like there were all these people that were listening to me. And I was just like, you know, take on this program, do connecting inward, learn how to do this, because I teach you how to tune into yourself in this. Um, Connecting inward is not a method where you then keep relying on me to get your answers or to get your own alignment. You learn to do it for yourself, you know, with yourself. That is what the method is. And, and so I was like, well, who wouldn't want to learn how to do this? Because who wouldn't want to, um, I mean, if you have your own method, awesome. But if you don't, who wouldn't want to do this? Well, there was this point where I had this moment of like just my own garbled BS stuff that I had been taught. And I knew that I believed in this program, right? So, so, um, but I had had some old beliefs that what I shared you know, would not get attention. Um, and I had these new beliefs that this is a really great, well, not new beliefs, but I knew that the program that I had created was really valuable and useful and helpful to, to many people. Um, to myself, because I had used it for years and I knew what it did for me. And then for other people, because other people told me and they, you know, told me about what they were experiencing and what they had gained from it. Right. So, um, so what ended up happening though, is I was like circling where I couldn't seem to reach other people 
because there was this old kind of like belief that was that I kept circling on and it was like this whole like what you believe is what you receive and so that's what kept happening it was like I was aware of my belief and yet I kept receiving the same thing which is I kept receiving um, the experience of not being able to reach people that would really want to learn this method that would help them. And, um, you know, when I checked my own, um, like my own, you know, drives and, and insights and, you know, um, and, and, and all of that, because my first thought was, well, is there some way in which it's not serving people or, or, you know, I, whatever. And I knew it was serving people. I knew it was serving me. I knew it was serving other people. So then what was it that would cause something that is so useful and so helpful and so empowering? Because that is what a lot of people described it as being, that when they learned how to use this method, it was empowering to them. What is it that kept me still on this cycle, this like, wheel this like mouse wheel where I kept circling and I couldn't get off where I couldn't reach these other people I couldn't reach other people and what it was um is it was related to conflicting beliefs that I had other beliefs that I had related to my own experiences and my own knowing. And, um, you know, I'm really still trying to kind of unravel that. Um, and I'll talk more about it. But what I know is that when we have a belief that is not serving us, because what we're receiving is not, you know, doesn't feel like it's in alignment with our own knowing and it doesn't um you know it's not bringing us a feeling of empowerment kind of at our deepest level um that that's telling us something right so if we're thinking well let's let's we've become aware of this belief we're aware of it now what do we do? Um, we have a new belief. So there are a few things. Um, one is a lot of times there's energy caught up in the old belief that, um, or the contradictory kind of entanglement of beliefs that aren't serving you, that it's like it's like residue in your system that will keep replaying over and over and over again until you um, kind of like see that residue and experience that residue. And the residue is energy. And it's energy that has kind of like a lower frequency. Um, and so it it's not flowing. It is, it is, um, creating like 
blocks and non-movement because it is not in sync with the higher frequency awareness that you have. But the two can't like work together. There's going to be a disalignment of those two frequencies. And so it will keep coming to you over and over and over again until you simply allow it. And how you allow it um, is very counterintuitive because you can have beliefs that this thing is going to hurt you and that it's hurt you in the past and that it's going to hurt you again. And that if you allow these energies to, you allow yourself to feel it and to, um, to experience it, that you can have really scary stuff happen. And I've had this happen like a lot. I've had this happen a lot where it it can almost feel like, I know it maybe doesn't make sense, but I know what it feels like. And it can feel like terror. It can feel like, um, it can feel so scary. It can feel like you are not going to make it. And, and what I've come to understand, um, when I'm experiencing those times is those are the times when I want to just like trust myself and trust myself that I am more than that energy because that is energy and it is a different kind of frequency. It is um, a different kind of like tenor than the frequency that I'm holding or where my other part of my awareness is. And it's creating this kind of conflict, if you will. But it's going to keep doing that until I kind of like let it flow. It's either going to keep taking up some of my own energy and keep taking space up in my field or I'm going to experience it and then it can kind of um kind of dissipate but it doesn't dissipate by trying to get it to dissipate it dissipates when I simply allow myself to experience it and I allow myself to feel it and trust that I'm going to be okay no matter what And this is something that can take practice because you can feel like you're not going to be okay no matter what. There are many, many, many times in my life where I've gone through this kind of thing and I've been like, oh my gosh, I'm at my wits end. I can't navigate this. This is so scary. I feel so awful. Um, I am just, it's just like, It's like I can't see anything else. I can't see for the forest, for the trees. I can't gain a different vantage point. But I just kind of need to believe in my own larger consciousness to let myself realize this is energy and this is something that I can just let myself be in even 
when all of me is screaming, no, this is scary, no, run away, no, go somewhere else. Because if I don't, it's just going to get louder and it's going to continue to be my experience. And, and, and I will continue to kind of be on this wheel circling and circling and circling with the same experience, only it's just going to get more and more frustrating and painful and hard. Um, but what do you do when you feel like it's so scary or you feel like it's just not um, like you're not going to make it? And the reason you have those feelings is because there's some way in which you attached those beliefs to those feelings at some point in the past. And so now that's what you believe it is. So getting back to what you believe and what you receive, it's like, well, um, what I was believing in certain circumstances and then what I was receiving is then what I was believing, but I couldn't just replace the belief with another belief because there was this other energy related to it and other beliefs also that were likely playing into it. And things can get pretty complicated and you can kind of feel like you're on this, or at least I've personally felt like, and maybe this is my own hang up about things needing to be hard or complex or whatever, because that's certainly something I learned as a kid. Maybe it can be easier for you if you don't have that. But for me, I felt like, you know, I've had to kind of navigate this by giving myself a lot of trust and giving myself the space and the courage to experience um, this energy knowing it is energy, knowing that even though it might feel like crap or terrifying, that I can always, I can always experience a new thing if I'm open to it. I can always experience something different if I'm open to it. And so it's almost like practicing another belief to allow that, which is that I, the belief that I can navigate this, belief that I can become aware of it, and the belief that I can have resources even though I don't understand it, I can believe and I can experience that new awarenesses can come to me on this. And that those new awarenesses can help me um, become more of my own, kind of line up more of with my own power, line up more with my own energy and um, have more of a, instead of a dissonance, a resonance between my own deepest truth and where whatever my vantage point is right now on a certain subject is that is not serving me, that I can kind of sync them up more. Um, and to believe that that's possible, to believe that that's possible and to believe that that can create another experience for me. And so I'm sure this is something I'm going to be talking more and more and more about um, because 
you know, it's, it's a big thing, um, that I am, you know, like really still trying out how to do it or there's a lot of what I did in the old, in the podcast that I called following yourself that I had that I've, I've since deleted where I talked a lot about doing this stuff, but there's a lot of new insights I now have about, um, what I was learning to do in that time period with that podcast and what I know now about empowerment and empowering myself and, you know, where I can kind of get caught up in where, I experience more awareness and power and, and, and all of that. And that's part of what I share on the show. You know, I share that in this podcast. I share what I'm learning. I share what I'm experiencing. I share what I've tried. I've shared what, um, has worked and what hasn't worked. And, um, and this is what I've found, uh, that I've shared today about this idea of getting off this, you know, what you believe is what you receive wheel. That when you start to become even just aware of there being a wheel and the idea that there can be conflicting beliefs and that it's not that you need to just run away because you're doing something wrong, but you need to open yourself up to even more empowerment and awareness by opening yourself up to your deeper consciousness um, to allow yourself to become aware of things that that awareness can come to you more and more and it can serve you in then understanding that wheel and understanding what's going on that you feel like you're on it and um, how to start putting into place more practices that are empowering versus disempowering um, because that is ultimately what kind of allows us to feel like we're off the wheel and we're more in sync with ourselves anyway I could go on and on and on I'm not going to go on and on I'm going to stop right here um, and and just let that sink in for today's episode because I'm sure there will be more that I will be talking about as I, you know, go through um, expanding more of my own awareness about this and my own experiments and uh, things that I'm trying and what I'm finding that's working and not working related to empowering myself by doing this. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. And I will end on that note until the next episode. I'm so glad you tuned into today's episode of the Creating from the Inside Out, Embracing and Empowering Our Unique and Creative Selves podcast. If you're enjoying this show, hit the subscribe button, share this episode with others, and leave me a rating and review in iTunes. To connect with me, visit me on Facebook and Instagram at the Creating from the Inside Out podcast, where I share related content and support on how we can empower our unique and creative selves from the inside out. To learn more about me and my other offerings, you can visit my website at michellewaldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-A-L-D-O.com.